Hello, Chelsea. Hello, Taryn. I feel like I'm an announcer because of the way that I'm holding my microphone. <laughs> also, I feel like the I'm way hearing, you said like, that sounded like a Robin Williams. He's like, hello, or good morning, Vietnam. That's what it reminded me of. Aww. Aww. Anyway. <laughs> R.I.P. Robin. What a man. I've already oh, cried God. about him once on this ep- on this show, so we cannot do it again. So let's change the topic immediately. Okay. Um, Chelsea, how has your week been? It has been so good. Why has it been so good? Hanging out and this is a three-day weekend coming up. And oh also who's very important. That's back in your life. I'm a little concerned that that was not the first thing that you said. I mean, he's been back for like a week. Oh my gosh, he has, huh? Yeah. He's been That's why I didn't minute. talk to you a lot that week, last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it made me very sad. And he needs to not leave again because of my sadness that came from not being able to talk to you. Yeah, it, it, was, um, it was a lot, man. It was a lot. Zero stars. Do not <laughs> recommend. <laughs> oh, man. Well... Yeah. What am I doing this week? It is a three-day weekend. We are recording this slightly in advance. So applaud us now, wherever you are, please, because it is amazing that we are recording this like a couple of weeks in advance. Quite, quite so we're time, killing man. it. Labor Day weekend is this weekend. Guess what I, I, so I have like 45 minutes to record this. Guess where I have to go? Where are you going? I'm going to go buy my own fishing pole. Hey, yo. I'm going to go fishing with my husband this weekend. So That's he's actually like, super impressive. Yeah. So I'm going to go get my own pole and not some dumb plastic like mermaid one Mm-mm. that's three feet long. It's going to be a full on fisherman pole. Better be. Yeah. So I'm we very go excited. Not at all. Oh, yeah. High tech. And my husband refuses to buy cheap things, especially when it comes to fishing because that's mm-hmm. his thing. So I have a hard stop time as soon as his chemistry class is over chemistry or physics i don't know what class he's taking right now i since andrew started school i have been banished to my room so i've made a couple (laughs) reels um we're recording this on thursday nights he has lab until 10 o'clock ew that's late so i just read in my room which i'm like definitely not complaining about because honestly that's what i'd be doing anyway fair but but i'm just banished so i'm just hanging out which is fine it'll be a fun semester he does get to go in person to classes monday and wednesday which is very exciting that's so nice especially after last year man oh man and who would have thought in person anything would ever happen again yeah colin was just like desperately missing all of his friends and his programs so he had his first class today with his program peeps and i was like how did it go? He was like, it was so nice. I was like, good. So he was pretty stoked. I feel like before we get started and we're going to like go through our stories, um, I feel like you need to tell about the cutest thing Coleman's ever said to you ever in your entire okay. relationship. Okay. All right, everyone. Buckle up because this is cute. <laughs> this is peak romance, everybody. So if you follow us on Instagram, you saw Taryn post the other day when she met her wrinkles for the year, which like, first of all, shout out to Taryn, killing it. It's really sad that we run a book podcast and I only read, or like my goal was 30 books. 
no, I feel like, I feel like that's it amazing. should be higher. But yeah. I wanted to give myself a realistic goal. And so, but I made it. That's all that matters. Anyway, and you continue. made it. And it's like August. So, killing it. Anyway. Thank you. Um, this morning, well, oh, he just walked in. Hey, Colin. <gasps> Hi, Coleman. He can't hear you. I know, but you can pass on the message. Thank you. He made me dinner. You didn't even tell him I said hi. Uh, Terrence says hi. He says hi back. Hello. And he left. Um, okay. So anyways, after Taryn posted her thing, Coleman has been asking me, he's like, well, what's your reading goal? And I was like, I like, that's my reading goal. I'm like one book short. And every single day for the last like two or three days, he's been asking me, he's like, so are you going to meet your reading goal today? And I was like, no, probably not. Like have been super busy. Um, and I just haven't gotten to it. So I was like packing my book this morning on my way to work because I was going to read on my lunch break. And Colin's like, oh, are you going to finish your book? Are you going to meet your reading goal on your lunch break? And I was like, oh, probably not. I just have an hour and there's like a little bit too much. And he's like, well, I just feel like that's a really big accomplishment and we should celebrate it somehow. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you. He's like, we could, I don't know, like go to Barnes and Noble together or something. And I was like, oh my gosh. I love you so much. Coleman for the win. I was, I was like, had that moment. I was like, yeah, I got a good one. I got a real good one, guys. <laughs> Andrew it's has been trained cute. where, like, when we go to Barnes & Noble or any bookstore together, he just leaves me in the fantasy section. He's like, I'll see you in an hour and just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. He knows I have to read the spine of every single book. And so he just goes to the history section or the political section and he's like, I'll see you in a while. Be back. That's so cute hour. though. Also, her reading goal is 50 books. So she is almost at 50 books. My goal was one book a week, and then I took off two weeks as like a buffer period, you know? And which I is you're reaching good. that goal in September. I'm feeling pretty beginning feel pretty of good September. About it. So you're amazing. You're freaking killing it. Yeah, I was very, very happy. Look at us over here. I wouldn't have even probably read this many without this podcast. It gave me like the motivation. Yeah, this has really pushed me in a lot of ways. And I feel like I've read a lot of books I wouldn't normally have read. And you're I welcome. probably never would have read House in the Cerulean Sea. And it's one of my favorite books of all time now. So you're welcome. Killing it. Um, I would also like to add for myself and for my future self reading back or listening back to this episode being like, oh, I only read 30 something books that year. I also worked two jobs last semester and had just gotten married. So I feel like it's okay that I didn't read a book a week. It's okay. Life is crazy and you just read whatever you can handle. Yeah. Yep. So I did great. You're fantastic. Combined, we're we've read almost a hundred books. I feel I like only, by the end of the year, I only read. We 40, could reach that. I think I counted last year and I got to forty one or forty two. So I thought fifty was going to be like a stretch goal for me because I thought I cruised last year. Mm -hmm. Um. So I wasn't sure I was going to hit fifty, but I'm. I forgot also that I'm commuting 
an hour there and an hour back. Audiobooks definitely. If I had had Libby earlier this year, I would have finished many more. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Okay, since we are on such a time crunch, Miss Chelsea, do you want to tell our beautiful fans what we're doing today? Okay, we are doing fairy tales. The Squeakwool. The Squeakwool. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is not Alvin and the Chipmunks. Unacceptable. Um, yeah. We wanted to do... I feel like we, there's so many amazing fairy tales and we only did two of them last time. So we wanted to do a follow-up a couple months later with more fairy tales. So I'm very excited because I've picked an Irish fairy tale and the book I got from Barnes and Noble is stinking cute. And my family lived in Ireland when I was little, so I can pretend like it's part of who I am, even though it's really not. You just lived there for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like not even two years old and we lived there for like a year. So I have zero memories, but it defines who I am. Oh, 1000%. People who didn't even, who people who did like a study abroad pretend like they're from that place. So at least you were there when you were a kid. Yeah, I feel like it, I'm going to pretend like it counts. Your little brother's named Declan because of it, so... Yeah, he was almost born there. So I feel like you're more valid than many people. Yeah, we did go back on my honeymoon. We did go visit the house that my family lived in. So I feel like that kind of counts as like having roots there. So we're going we're gonna to stick with it and pretend I like it. I'm Irish or something. We're going to have like one Irish listener that's going to email us and be be like, look here. No. <laughs> Does not count. Oh, well. I like to pretend I'm from Ireland because of my hair, but really I'm just English. So I'm just English too, and it's really boring. I just want to say I'm Merida though. That's all. Okay. Um, I will read first so that you can eat. While I read. Chelsea just got dinner yeah. brought in by Sorry, her husband. I'm eating dinner. <laughs> no, you're good. We were both on a time crunch, but we needed to get this episode done because we are productive people. Yay. Okay, last time I read or went through the story of The Little Mermaid. In our Disney-fied version, uh, or Dis- Disney kind of kick of I'm going to follow another Disney story, that's nothing like the actual movie. We are going to read The Frog Prince. So good. Chelsea actually read this one and suggested it to me. I too, so my husband really likes leather bound books. He feels fancy when he gets them. And so he's found a store that has a lot of them for pretty cheap. And so he has a really pretty version of Grimm's Fairy Tales. And The Frog Prince is the first one in there. So since it's not very long, it's only a few pages, I'm just going to read it for you. Are you ready, Chelsea? I'm so excited. Let's do I this. I just called you Chelsea. I don't think I've ever called you Chelsea before ever in my entire life, and that felt weird. People call me Chelsea. It's no big deal. I know. Your family calls you Chelsea. Mostly just- But I have never called you Chelsea. Mostly just my- I feel like my parents do. Are they part of your family? I mean, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Then whatever. I was correct. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let the games begin. The Frog Prince- In Grimm's fairy tales, the Grimm brothers, Jacob and Wilhelm. What a pair. Okay. Long ago, when wishes often came true, there lived a king whose daughters were all handsome, 
but the youngest was so beautiful that the son himself, who has seen everything, was bemused every time he shone over her because of her beauty. Imagine that. Can you imagine? I can't even imagine being that attractive. <laughs> the son. The son <laughs> wants to marry you. Oh, man. Good old Apollo up there. Near the royal castle, there was a great dark wood, and in the wood under an old linden tree was a well. And when the day was hot, the king's daughter used to go forth into the wood and sit by the brink of the cool well. And if the time seemed long, she would take out a golden ball and throw it up and catch it again. And this was her favorite pastime. Just catching a ball by a so well. So boring. Get a personality. Favorite pastime. <laughs> Now it happened one day that the golden ball, instead of falling back into the maiden's little hand, which had sent it aloft, dropped to the ground near the edge of the well and was rolled in. The king's daughter followed it with her eyes as it sank, but the well was deep, so so deep that the bottom could not be seen. Then she began to weep, and she wept and wept as if she could never be comforted. Okay, I'm also assuming now that she's a little bit younger. Yes, if you're a little bit younger, you can toss a ball up. I was kind of picturing her as a teenager. I'm still which I'm kind of worried major because I feel like she's just the worst. Wow, you have a lot of feelings <laughs> about this. <laughs> okay, moving on. Oh, just kidding. Did you want to say more? No, it's fine. It's fine. We'll move. Okay. <laughs> and in the midst of her weeping, she heard a voice saying to her, "What ails you, king's daughter? Your tears would melt a heart of stone." Aww. And when she looked to see where the voice came from, there was nothing but a frog stretching his ugly, thick head out of the water. We're starting off great with how this looks. Rude. Oh, is it you, old waddler? She said. I weep because my golden ball has fallen into the well. Never mind. Do not weep, answered the frog. I can help you. But what will you give me if I fetch up your ball again? Whatever you like, dear frog, said she. Any of my clothes, my pearls and jewels, or even the golden crown that I wear. Your clothes, your your pearls, and your, gosh, and jewels, and your golden crown are not for me, answered the frog. But if you would love me and have me for your companion and playfellow, and let me sit by you at the table and eat from your plate and drink from your cup and sleep in your little bed, ooh, if you would promise all of this, then would I dive below the water and fetch you your golden ball again? Seems like let's pause to me. <laughs> yes. Another super even trade. Let me take your voice, cut your tongue out, make you feel pain constantly, but at least to get some legs. No. Yeah. Okay. So, re like, what if we're heck? being good, that would be a no. I'm a princess. I can go get another freaking golden ball whenever I want. But alas, that is not how fairy tales work. So, of course, she says, oh, yes, she answered. <laughs> I will promise it all wherever you want. Oh, whatever you want. What an If idiot. you will only get me my ball again. But she thought to herself, what nonsense he talks. As if he could do anything but sit in the water and croak with the other frogs. Or could possibly be one's companion. This is what I'm talking about. She's a jerk. Yeah, she doesn't seem very kind. She's the one who, like, crosses her fingers behind her back. It's like, oh, yeah, I won't tell anybody. And then crosses her fingers. The worst. the worst kind of person. Stop it. But the frog, as soon as he heard her promise, drew his head under the water and sank down out of sight. But after a while, he came to the surface again with the ball in his mouth, and he threw it on the grass. I just see a little, like, frog put the ball in its hand and just go, Ugh! just, like, push it forward. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> I don't know why that image makes me laugh. Uh, do 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 do. Where did I go? Where am I? The king's daughter was overjoyed to see her pretty plaything again, and she caught it up and ran off with it. Stop! Stop! Cried the frog. Take me up too. I cannot run as fast as you. But it was of no, <laughs> it was of no use for croak croak after her. He might. <laughs> She would not listen to him, but made haste home and very soon forgot all about the poor frog who had to betake himself to his well again. The next day, when the king's daughter was sitting at, at table with the king and all the court and eating from her golden plate, there came something pitter-patter up the marble stairs. And then there came a knocking at the door and a voice crying, youngest king's daughter, let me in. <laughs> Shouldn't we have been worrying about like the freaking talking frog first? Nope. If you see an animal and it talks, you say no and you run away. I still am blown away by how insistent every fairy tale is in not acknowledging anyone's names. Oh like, yeah, it's oh, just king's a youngest daughter. daughter. Like <laughs> It's a it's another youngest daughter. I'm just saying, he made a deal to sleep in her bed and he doesn't know her name. Um and again, I'm picking up really sketch vibes. We also don't know how flipping old this girl is. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, she got up and she ran to see who it could be. But when she opened the door, there was the frog sitting outside. Then she shut the door hastily and went back to her seat, feeling very uneasy. The king noticed how quickly her heart was beating. How? How? No idea. Anyway. And said, my child, what are you afraid of? Is there a giant standing at the door ready to carry you away? Oh, no, answered she. No giant, but a horrid frog. And what does the <laughs> frog want? Asked the king. Oh, dear father. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't that funny. Uh, oh, dear father, answered she. When I was sitting by the well yesterday and playing with my golden ball, it fell into the water. And while I was crying for the loss of it, because I'm a spoiled brat, the frog came and got it again for me on a condition that I would let him be my companion. But I never thought that he could leave the water and come after me. But now there he is outside the door and he wants to come into me. And then they all heard him knocking the second time and crying. <laughs> <laughs> Youngest king's daughter, open to me. By the well water, what promised you me? Youngest king daughter, now open to me. <laughs> that which thou hast promised must thou perform, said the king. So go now and let him in. <laughs> what a good father. So she went and opened the door and the frog hopped in, following at her he he heels till she reached her chair. Then he stopped and cried, let me sit by you. But she delayed doing so until the king ordered her. When once the frog was on the chair, he wanted to get on the table. And there he sat and said, Now push your golden plate a little nearer so that, I may eat so that we may eat together. And so she did. But everybody might see how unwilling she was. And the frog feasted heartily. But every morsel seemed to stick in her throat. I have had enough now, said the frog at last, and as I am tired, you must carry me to your room and make ready your silken bed, and we will lie down and go to sleep. Also, really um, demanding frog, man. I know, right? There's nobody asking questions, and the dad's like, dude, you made <laughs> you a deal. You gotta go. <laughs> Uh, then the king's oh, daughter gosh. began to weep, and I was afraid of the cold frog that nothing would satisfy him, but he must sleep in her pretty clean bed. Now the king grew angry with her, saying, That which thou hast promised in thy time of necessity must thou now perform. 
Of so course. she picked up the frog <laughs> with her finger and thumb, carried him up the stairs and put him in a corner. And when she had lain down to sleep, he came creeping up saying, I am tired and want to sleep as much as you. Take me up or I will tell your father. I'm going to tell your dad. Bam, bam, bam. Then she felt, oh, I forgot about this part. <laughs> then this she the felt beside herself with rage and picking him up, she threw him with all her strength against the wall, crying, now will you be quiet, you horrid frog. <laughs> just escalates so quickly. She just friggin' chucked it at the wall. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> oh, don't wait. There's Don't more. worry. It's getting better. But as he fell, he ceased to be a frog and became all at once a prince with beautiful, kind eyes. And it came to pass that with her father's consent, they became bride and bridegroom. And he told her... And he told her how a wicked witch had bound him by her spells and how no one but she alone could have released him. Okay. And that they how? two would go how together did she to his father's him? kingdom. This sounds like somebody who walked up and said, I had a dream last night that God told me I was supposed to marry you. <laughs> nope. No, 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 <laughs> So no, we no, gotta. No, no, no. Oh, man. Uh... And there came to the door a carriage drawn by eight white horses with white plumes on their heads and with golden harness. And behind the carriage was standing faithful Henry, the servant of the young prince. We got the we got the he gets the name. name. Why? We got Henry, guys. The random king, like princes. Why? Well, maybe it's because he had to deal with a stupid frog. No wonder the no wonder the servant in the movie Princess and the Frog freaking took the black magic <laughs> prince naveen You're was just worse. too much <laughs> uh now faithful henry had suffered such care and pain when his master was returned into a frog that he had been obliged to wear three iron bands over his heart to keep it from breaking with trouble and anxiety i think this wow. guy might have liked the prince was he in love with the prince maybe it makes zero this whole thing makes zero sense <laughs> when the carriage started to take the prince to his kingdom and faithful henry had helped them both in he got up behind and was full of joy at his master's deliverance i'm really interested again i'm really interested why we know henry's name <laughs> Oh, man. And when they had gone a part of the way, the prince heard a sound at the back of the carriage as if something had broken. And he turned around and cried, Henry, the wheel must be breaking. But Henry answered, the wheel does not break. Tis the band round my heart that to lessen its ache when I grieved for your sake, I bound round my heart. I'm confused. Again, and yet once again, there came the sound and the prince thought it must be the wheel breaking. But it was the breaking of the other bands from faithful Henry's heart because he was so relieved and happy. The and tell me Taryn, what is the moral of that story don't make deals with talking animals also if your master turns into a flipping frog what was He's henry doing this whole time was he living by the well was he just chilling watching the frog do his froggy little thing who knows who why couldn't he knows? have gone to the princess and said hey this frog is a prince. All you gotta do is freaking pitch him at a wall and he's all yours. That's the thing. I don't understand how she broke the curse. 
What was it that I, she did that broke the curse? I wish I could tell you. I don't. Should I look get it up? It. Oh, we looked it up last time. I feel like we looked it up and we still didn't understand. And well, that was Rumpelstiltskin. Oh yeah, that one was dumb too. One of the themes. Oh, one of the themes of the Frog Prince is about keeping your promises. But she doesn't keep her. But she does have to. Eventually, she does, right? Begrudging, begrudgingly. Yeah, but but it, the curse didn't the break other until theme, she chucked him against the listen wall. Listen to this one. The other theme is about persistence. So when a girl says no, you ignore her and keep asking to sleep in her bed. Makes sense to me. These are very healthy lessons to be taught. <laughs> I hope you can all hear the sarcasm dripping from my words. <laughs> I don't even know what the heck I just read. It's so dumb. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. That's my story. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Okay, well... I don't even know how to move on from that. One quick note. Princess and the Frog, the movie, is one of my favorites. That was my I need background noise, but I need to actually get work done movies this summer. So I think I watched it 50 times. I could probably probably quote almost the whole movie. Obviously didn't turn out like that. So Very different story. Very Disney-fied. Okay, Chelsea, take it away. Okay. First, I need to introduce the concept of the puka, which is... Oh, a... the puka are little... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I think I know what oh. puka are. Wait, what do you think they are? No, go ahead. I want to hear oh, you say it first because I don't want to sound dumb. They're kind of like shape-shifting demons, question mark? Mischievous creatures? So they're often associated with goats for some reason. They take a lot of different forms. They're kind of like a catch-all mischievous magical creature in Irish folklore and fairy tales. Um, but this <clears throat> is the Piper and the Puka. Translated. Oh, I don't need to tell you who it's translated by. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they did a good, they did good work. They worked hard. Yeah. Tell us who translated shout out, it. Shout out to uh, Douglas Hyde. You're killing it. Good job, Douglas. <laughs> in the old times, there was a half fool living in Dunmore in the county Galway. And although he was excessively fond of music, he was unable to learn more than one tune. And that was the Black Rogue. It's the name of the song. It's called the Black Rogue. He used it to get a good deal of money from the gentleman, for they used to get sport out of him. One night, the piper was coming home from a house where there had been a dance, and he was half drunk. When he came to a little bridge that was up by his mother's house, he squeezed the pipes on and began playing the Black Rogue. The puka came behind him and flung him up on his own back. There were long horns on the puka, and the piper got a good grip of them. And then he said, Destruction on you, you nasty beast! Let me home! I have a ten-penny piece. <laughs> that is now my comeback. Can you please read that one more time? <laughs> Destruction on you, you nasty beast! Let me home! Next time somebody approaches me, destruction <laughs> on you. Unacceptable. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. All good. I have a ten penny piece in my pocket for my mother and she wants it. Never mind your mother, said the puka. 
but keep your hold. If you fall, you will break your neck and your pipes. Then the puka said to him, Play up for me the shan ben vokt. I don't know it, said the piper. Never mind, never mind whether you do or you don't. Play up and I'll make you know. Magically helping him out, the piper put wind in his bag and he played such music as made himself wonder. Upon my word, you're a fine music master, says the piper then, but tell me where you're for bringing me. There's a great feast in the house of the banshee on top of the Patrick tonight, said the puka, and I'm for bringing you there to play music, and take my word, you'll get the price for your troubles. Is he gonna be the, the feast? <laughs> Are they gonna eat him? By my way, you'll save me a journey then, says the piper, for Father William put a journey to the Patrick on me because I stole the white gander from him last Martinmas. Which, I don't know what Martinmas is. I think it's kind of like Christmas, question mark. I have no idea. Hold, please. How do you spell it? Martin, like the name. Like Steve Martin. Mm-hmm. Or Martin Martin-mas. George. Martinmas. Yeah. Like Christmas, but Martinmas. Uh, St. Martin's Day. Also oh. called the funeral of St. Martin, Martin's Shag, or Martinmas as well as Old Halloween and Old Hallow's Eve, is the funeral day of St. Martin of Tours and is celebrated on November 11th each year. Well, there you go. There we go. There's your history lesson. Stole the freaking gander. Stole the gander last Martin miss. The puka rushed him across hills and bogs and rough places till he brought him to the top of Krog Patrick. Then the puka struck three blows with his foot and a great door opened and they passed in together into a fine room. The piper saw a golden table in the middle of the room and hundreds of old women sitting round about it. The old women rose up and said, A hundred thousand welcomes to you, you puka of November. Who is this that you have with you? The best piper in Ireland, says the puka. One of the old women struck a blow on the ground, and a door opened in the side of the wall, and what, and what should the piper see coming out? but the white gander which he had stolen from Father William. By my conscience, says the piper, myself and my mother ate every taste of that gander. Only one wing was left, and I gave that to Moirua, and if she's told the priest I stole, and it's she who told the priest that I stole the gander. The gander cleaned the table and carried it away, like a freaking servant. And the puka said, play up music for these ladies. Who are the old ladies? We'll never know. Are they going to acknowledge... Nope. That okay, okay, cool. <laughs> the gander just like sprouted from the leftover wing. Well, no, we have no idea where the freaking gander came from. Okay, that's not. From. I guess that's not the important part of the story. I don't know okay. why it's even included. <laughs> cool. Continue. Okay. Uh, the piper played up, and the old women began dancing, and they were dancing till they were tired. Then the puka said to pay the piper, and every old woman drew out a gold piece and gave it to him. By the tooth of Patrick, said Pipe, said he, I'm as rich as the son of a lord. Come with me, said the puka, and I'll bring you home. They went out then, and just as he was going to ride on the puka, the gander came up to him and gave him a new set of pipes. The puka was not long until he brought him to Dunmore, and he threw the pipes off at the little bridge, and then he told him to go home, and says to him, You have two things now that you never had before. You have sense and music. The piper went home, and he knocked at his mother's door and said, Let me in. I'm as rich as a lord, and I'm the best piper in all of Ireland. 
you're drunk, said his mother. No, indeed, said the piper, I haven't drunk a drop. The mother let him in, and he gave her the gold pieces, and, wait now, he says, till you hear the music I'll play. He buckled on the pipes, but instead of music, there came a sound as if all the geese and ganders in Ireland were screeching together. <laughs> he wakened the neighbors, and they were all mocking him until he put on the old pipes, and then he played melodious music for them, and after that, he told them all he had gone through that night. The next morning, when his mother went to look at the gold pieces, there was nothing there but the leaves of a plant. The piper went to the priest and told him his story, but the priest would not believe a word from him until he put the pipes on, and then the screeching of the ganders and the geese began. Leave my sight, you thief, said the priest. But nothing would do the but nothing would do the piper till he would put the old pipes on him to show the priest that his story was true. He buckled on the old pipes and he played melodious music, and from that day till the day of his death, there was never a piper in the county of Galway was as good as he. The end. So, so what's the point? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to look it up. I I don't get it, but I think it's funny that the goose that he ate magically shows up and gives him a brand new set of pipes, and the pipes only make the noise of geese. That's hilarious. <laughs> I'm like what a good prank homie you're like oh you ate me i'm gonna pretend like i forgave you here's some nice pipes jk jk they sound terrible and everyone's gonna hate you when you try and play them i just but he ended up being a really good musician for some reason that's what i'm confused about so i guess he kind of got better because of it i don't no. What the heck happened? So this one's saying that he learned to be more confident because of this experience. And so, like, he didn't need the magic. He just needed the confidence. That sounds like a good moral. It doesn't make sense, but I'm willing to stick with that story. It's saying that, like, the puka helped him get over his fear. But he was playing for people before. But only the one song. Oh, so maybe he was talented all along, but the puka helped yeah. him embrace his abilities, which is yes. why he didn't have any sense. And now he has sense and music. That one definitely makes way more sense than the freaking princess and the frog. I think that's <laughs> a the frog story. Prince. I'm going to yeah, stick with that. That makes a lot of that's sense. cool. Look at us go. Look at us go. I think we should do fairy tales every once in a while because these are fun. <laughs> also, I have Aesop's fables and I just have one fable that I really, really, really want to read because I think it's Yes, funny. they're like two lines long too. They're super They're short. so short and they tell you what you're supposed to learn, which is yes. amazing. That makes okay. so that we don't have to Google it. <laughs> this one is called The Fighting Cocks. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm an adult. Continue. We, we I'm are so not sorry. 12-year-old boys. I'm so okay. sorry. <laughs> Two cocks fought for the sovereignty of the farmyard. One was severely beaten and ran and hid himself in a hole. The conqueror flew to the top of an outhouse. There, clapped his wings and crowed out, Victory! Just then, an eagle made a swoop, seized him, and carried him off. The other, seeing this from his hiding place, came out, 
and shaking off the recollection of his late disgrace, strutted among his hens with all the dignity imaginable. The moral of the story? <laughs> Bear success with moderation. Don't fly to the top of an outhouse and then get eaten by an eagle. Wow. I was always very concerned about that. <laughs> so, I freaking loved that. That's all. That was, <laughs> that was it. Oh, man. We, need to, we so need to much. read through all of these because, man, oh, man. They're funny. There's some gold. There's some Maybe gold we're in just there. making them funnier because we're reading it and we're tired, but regardless. I'm just I'm gonna tell party. my children a bedtime story and it'll be the two fighting cocks. <laughs> and they will learn Deal. to bear success, success. with moderation. moderation. <laughs> uh, you're, they're gonna have to define like four words in that sentence just to tell them <laughs> that story. Oh man, Chelsea. Okay, oh, well, this was a fun, quick episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, if there are fairy tales that you would like us to read, message us on Instagram or email us at checkedoutandoverduecontact at gmail.com. You know, subscribe, rate, review, give us five stars. Most of you are listening on Apple Podcasts. So if you could just like click the five stars and say something nice, um, you'd make us very happy. We can't it really do anything for you. Super happy. But also shout out to my coworker guys. Tiffany. She left like the cutest review. That I don't was know so if we nice. Did. I think we shouted out to her last week. I don't really care. Still, double shout know. out to Tiffany. We talked about your review multiple times and it makes us very happy. I like sent Chelsea a screenshot and was like almost in tears. I was like, somebody that we don't, we're not like blood related to likes this. It made <laughs> it us amazing. Very, very happy. <laughs> I was very happy. So Tiff Tiffany? Tiff? Tiffany. Tiffany, you're fantastic. Shout out to Tiffany. Yeah. Also, so <laughs> remember how in the poetry episode, I was being really dumb and ignorant. And I was talking about how I, I don't really understand poetry very well. Like the weird, the weird poetry, the obvious poetry. Obviously, we got to the end and we were good. We were set on that. But the weird, like, three-line poetry that doesn't make any sense. And mm -hmm. remember how I coined the beautiful poem, Chicken Lives On. We made t-shirts. We got shirts. <laughs> They're it's not to sell. It's an inside joke you really for two people. <laughs> and I am so excited. It's We ridiculous. will post about it. And, like, the three people who listened to that episode might get it. Maybe. Like, probably, probably nobody remembers it. There are probably, I could count on one hand, the number of people who will understand this inside joke. And two of them are us. And I don't <laughs> care. I am so excited for this shirt. Oh, it should be here on Friday. And oh I shipped gosh. them to me, and then I have to ship them up to, to Chelsea. But, man... I'm so I've Worth never been so excited penny. finding out that I can just print a custom t-shirt for $20 was the worst thing that I learned last week. It's the best thing on the planet. It is a very bad thing to know. So if we post it and you're absolutely dying, we might order one for you. Let us know. Honestly, if you messaged us, we would be so excited that you even talked to us that we'd order one for you. Yeah, probably. 
I mean, they'd have, you'd have to Venmo me. Like, I'm not paying for it, but I'd go through the process of ordering it for Depends you. Depends on how nice you are. I might pay for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. We might split it. I'd spend 10 bucks. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd do it. Hey, first person that messages us gets a get free, a free chicken t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to understand what the quote is from. You have to laugh at us, tell us we're funny, and then we will buy you a t-shirt. Deal. I'm in. I'm 1,000% in. Don't tell Andrew this is how I'm spending all of my fun money. It's my fun I money. I won't he tell your husband if you don't tell my husband. <laughs> oh, yeah. I call Coleman every day and say all the weird things we talk about. <laughs> Hard pass. Our husbands can't know half of our conversations because I'm oh, man. about them. Hey, Which we can say on here because neither of our husbands listen to this. <laughs> no! Andrew, at least Coleman has listened to one episode. Two. He's listened to two. At least Coleman has listened to two episodes. Ask ask me how many Andrews listened to. Absolutely zero. Goose egg, zero. Goose egg. Gander egg, zero. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. I love him. Um, But I probably at some point will sit down with him and be like, these are the episodes that you're going to listen to. These are the best of the best. And then you're going to laugh at the appropriate times. And even if you don't think it's funny, you're going to laugh. Yep. Or we still else. need to figure out a time to have them on the podcast. I don't know how that's going to work, though. I think I we should no do idea. a fairy tales episode. Our next, like, fairy tales part Ooh. three, I think would be an easy one. Because then they don't have to really care. <laughs> hey We'll figure it out. Call it fairy tales the squeak the boys are back <laughs> no why why are you on this this is a thousand percent a coleman joke <laughs> can i tell you something that is a random piece of information that i have yes please there is i learned this from hank and dear hank and john surprise surprise <laughs> there is a wikipedia page like website mm-hmm. called monkopedia where it is what? like a Wikipedia page purely dedicated to Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. I'm going to find it. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to send it to Coleman. And that's all we're going to look at for the rest of the day. Are you serious? No. Does he like Alvin and the Chipmunks? <laughs> no, I don't know. You thing. said it so just... fast that I was like, what? <laughs> he just... Every, anytime there's a sequel to any movie, any he book, anything, he always cool. calls it the squeakle. <laughs> oh my gosh. We gotta stop. That's all we got oh time for, gosh. folks. <laughs> Have a wonderful oh day. Gosh. Be good. Make good choices. Make somebody smile. Even if it's just Love you. Love you guys. Yeah. Love you. Treat yourself. Bye, everybody. Okay, bye, everyone. Bye.